Good evening. Well, Randy's not here tonight, so I guess I've got the job. Uh, just wanted to let you know, for those of you that might have not uh, heard this morning, we are going to have, uh, going to not have church next Sunday night because of baccalaureate. So uh, everyone can go to the uh, baccalaureate uh, services. And then the following Sunday night on the 21st, we will have our emergency business meeting. We've not been able to have one since we haven't had a pastor, but we got approval from the district to have an emergency meeting. We're going to be electing board members and our board secretary.
filled with wonder. Think about those words as you sing them. Filled with wonder, all struck wonder.
I feel like we ought to go to prayer tonight. I, uh, I realize this church has been praying about the a pastor, and this morning we were in a service where they had just received a pastor after several months. And I thought what a, it was such a, a wonderful service, a glorious service. And I can tell you that God is answering prayer. I never know who it is or where it is, but I can assure you there are people praying, asking where God wants them next. And this place is not shut off from God speaking and intervening. And I know you prayed, but I just felt all week long that we ought to have a time of unity prayer where we pray together for the guidance of the Holy Ghost to reach out and select the person that needs to be here. Not who wants to be here, but who needs to be here under the supervision of the Holy Spirit. And I believe God answers that prayer. This morning was such confirmation to me to see the, the blending of the new pastor and the congregation. I felt I was very honored just to be able to be a part and to pray over him and ask God's uh, blessing continually. And as we drove home, I said, I feel God has performed a special miracle. And this church needs a miracle. And I can tell you, God is still performing miracles. So I think we ought to pray together. Would that be all right? Let's join our hearts and our faith together. Heavenly Father, tonight, we don't know what it's going to require, what's going to have to happen, what needs to be said or done. But God, we are calling on you as you have reached out your arms to those around in this land. It may not even be anyone in this particular locale, but God, there's someone designated, ordained, and been set for this place. And I'm praying, oh God, tonight that the Holy Ghost will come down. Not only deal with that individual, but deal with this church together that there would be a marriage in the unity of the Spirit of God. I pray, oh God, whatever it may take, whatever must happen here in this congregation, that they would blend their heart, their vision, their burdens together to reach up to touch heaven. That God, you would honor that prayer and you would send the right person, whoever it may be, right family, the right individual, that one ordained for this particular moment, we pray. And as we believe that, Lord, we will commit it to your glory that it shall be done and you will be glorified and the church will be glorified and it will be for your blessings in all of this community, we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I wonder if anyone has a very special prayer need and um, the Lord answered one for me tonight. I don't know if you realized it or not, but uh, I left my wife at home uh, sick and asleep <laughs> and the sickness and all kind of blends together. And uh, after I left, my daughter helped her. But anyway, she walked in. I was as surprised as anybody to see her. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Lord has already answered. We've been a team for 65 years, and uh, she said, I'll always go. Uh, but I was not going to make her go this time, but she got up anyway, and she made it up here. I didn't, 
I thought she might have walked, but she told me that her daughter brought her. So anyway, <laughs> I feel relieved over that. <laughs> Anybody else have a prayer need that we can pray with you about? Yes. I mentioned this to Ron while ago. Uh, Sabrina, our daughter, she'd been here. She sang before. And uh, she had a knee replacement. And uh, that can go wrong once in a while. And it went wrong. And her leg is totally stiff. So the doctor's having to re-break the leg and put in a new cap, a new knee, and start all over again. And she's got to be there in the morning real early. That's where she brought my wife and she went on to Oklahoma City. But anyway, she wants us to pray for her tonight. She don't want to have to go through this again. If you've ever had a knee replacement, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, she needs our prayer. Her. And that's Sabrina. She's, she's our evangelist. She travels with us, whatever we do. And so uh, she was very apprehensive this afternoon as we talked about it. So we're going to pray for her. But anyone else have a special prayer need? Anyone? Well, I ask you to join with me as we pray for Sabrina, that the doctors, she's going to a specialist this time, more than just an orthopedic surgeon. This doctor does this only. So they think it'll be the right way and the right time. So I'm going to pray for God's guidance. Heavenly Father, we lay Sabrina on this altar of prayer. For all the years that you have used her and blessed her in our life and our ministry, I pray that God, that you would direct the doctors that are trying to help her. And Lord, replace this knee. She will come home totally able to use it and walk normal. And God, we pray for your healing power and your hand upon the doctors and the nurses and each one, the attendants that will be there. God, lay your hand upon them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I believe he's a worker on all situations, don't you? Amen. Praise God. I, um, Ronnie called and asked me to um, be prepared tonight, and I want to say thank you for giving me an opportunity maybe to redeem myself. I don't know if there was anything. If not, just thank you for having me back. And so uh, I knew I was coming and I began to pray. I don't just go preach something. I, I got to have what God wants for that moment. Sometimes it takes not just a day or two, a week to find out really where you need to zero in on. So I've been praying that way and God has been directing my mind to something after all of these years, you would think that I'd covered this, but I haven't. This is the very first time that God led me this way. And I'm going to talk to you tonight about one of our favorite characters, and uh, that's old brother Paul. We all know about him. We like him. He's really been a soldier at the cross, hasn't he? And I'm going to talk to you about Paul tonight, but I'm going to do something a little bit more than that. I'm going to go into some of his writings, one book particular, the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians is a very special book. Uh, this book is uh, so anointed. I, I hate to tell you, but that's my, my, that's my favorite book. And I'm going to explain to you why I think that it is. Uh, Paul wrote this 
at a very difficult time in his life in ministry. And he doesn't complain about it, but he does tell us a little bit about it in a way. And in this book, there's going to be some things that I will have to stop and digress from the reading itself because it's written in English, the old, the old English. The, and this is really, we're losing something when we do that. So we're going to try to go back and retrieve what was said actually that day he wrote to the church at Ephesus. So if I do, can do that, and you allow me to kind of be a flexible on this, we're going to take an exciting trip. <coughs> it's exciting to me because I love, I love Paul's writing, especially the book of Ephesians. And so I was reading it as it has been my custom uh, to often read it in my daily readings. And so I'm going to turn over into the third chapter. Uh, the third uh, book, or the third chapter of the book of Ephesians. And uh, I, I'm going to take some time because as I read it this time, I thought I knew all that there was. I really, you know, if you study so many years, you think, well, I've got all the good out of it. I've, I've gleaned everything. But I hate to tell you about old dogs. They're still learning new tricks. <laughs> well, uh, old ducks. Let me put change that <laughs> I'm going to begin to read in verse 13. There's so much I, I could lose even uh, over in the first part of this chapter, but I'm going, to, I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to pick up at 13. And it says, Wherefore I desire that ye faint not. That's a good statement. That's, a, that's another old, old English. He said, I hope you don't pass out when I tell you this. Don't faint at my tribulations. Let me tell you, <clears throat> sometimes you can see others and it has effect upon you yeah. what's going on in their life. Yeah. When you see your children, especially, you see things happen, you hurt with them. Yeah. Or maybe a loved one, a companion, someone you're close to, you hurt with them because you think you feel their pain. Well, that's what Paul is saying here. Let me read that again. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not in my tribulation for you. Now, I, I, I really, it's a lot of stuff in this, and I'm not going to try to cover it all tonight, but I'm going to tell you that Paul suffered a lot for his message for Christ. No doubt about it. From the time that he got intervened, he got stopped on the road to Damascus and the Lord spoke to him and he turned blind and was over there and, and, uh, and Simon came and they prayed for him and he got healed and delivered until after that things began to happen in this man's life. Now Paul was a very esteemed student of history. He was a a member of the Sanhedrin that is a very elite group to be a member of. He was highly respected and some would say that he was probably one of the most educated men besides Dr. Luke that wrote in the book of itself. But in this book today, as we read the things that happened to Paul, you would think it would have had an effect upon his life 
upon his ministry, upon his attitude. Things do affect us, don't they? Things have a way to change us. And I, I'm not going to go back and deal with a lot of it, but, uh, and I just was rehearsing this past week some of the stories, and there was that one that really caught me. It was over there, of course, you'll read several times that they would bring him in and whip him, and one place they stripped his clothes off and they beat him. And then there was a time that he went over to uh, Lydia's house uh, and was blessed to be there. And as he came out, there was a woman that kept following and says, Behold, a man of God. Paul, after a while, said, Wait a minute. That's not of God what you're doing. You're distracting from what is happening. And he turns around and delivers her and sets her free from this spirit of soothsaying, of fortune-telling. And when he did that, he turned a hornet loose because there were people that depended on her for livelihood for they making money off of her. And they came after Paul. I won't go into the details, but you remember they captured him. They, they tortured him. They stripped him down. They beat him. And then they took him down and put him in a prison in Rome. I was reading that this day. I was thinking about the time uh, we was on a tour in Rome, and, and the group went by this prison. There was a sign up for Peter and Paul's prison. And I hollered, hey, hey, hey. They said, what? I said, are we going in here? They said, no, we're going to a museum. I said, I'll see you later. <laughs> and I went in, a very old, decrepit looking place. And I caught it at lunch and there was no one there. No caretaker, no one. God designed that moment for me. And I walked down in that prison as it goes up, and the solitary confinement is several feet below the level of the ground. I walked down through there, that old musty smell, that stink that was still there, lingering in that place. And it wasn't uncommon. History tells us that many times in that prison, there would be people dying. They'd leave them there for days before they even come to check on them. It was a horrible, horrible place. The, it was the prison they put the hardest to hardest criminals in. It's terrible to be in that place. And that's where they threw Brother Paul. Because of his testimony, his message, for what he had been preaching, what he believed to be the Word of God. Let me tell you, there are some penalties to serving God. If you have not had any, you better check on your level of where you're serving because there's going to be some things that will right shake your cage before it's over with. They put Paul in that prison. Stunk, terrible, ugly, profanity. It was not a pleasant place to be. And he was locked in shackles with a companion by the name of Silas. And in that nasty, dirty, ugly, profane place that the people probably was cursing because they were just mentally deranged and many things going on there. And Paul looked over at Silas and he said, I can't stand this. Let's have a song. Yeah. 
and they sung. Oh, would you like to be in on song service like that? <laughs> and they sung. I don't know what they sung. I don't know what they sung in those days. But Paul and Silas sung something, and it really must have brought down the power. Do you ever just sing to the power of God just come down? Huh? Oh, isn't it wonderful when the Shekinah glory just comes filtering down and you don't, you lose track of time. You don't know which week, months, or years, or what. You're just sitting there. And it's the glory of God that's just settling over you. You know, in the midst of trials and tribulations, that kind of peace can settle over you. And it did for Paul. He was suffering there for what his testimony was to the people there at Rome. It might have been an ugly experience, but he tried to turn it into a day of sunshine, and they sung a song. Well, you know that story. I won't go into more details. God just put his hands together and said, glory, 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 and the old jailhouse shook. Shackles came off, doors came open. The guard came down. He said, oh my, I've lost my prisoners. And the penalty of losing a prisoner was you had to take his place. And he knew he was in heap of trouble. But Paul said, don't do any harm to yourself. We're all here. And you know that story. God won the jailer and his family the testimony to win someone for the Lord becomes a real test and trial. And Paul knew what it meant to be tested and tried for the kingdom of God. Did it matter? It didn't matter to him. Bring it on, he said. I'm going to serve God regardless of what it is. And he said, don't faint at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. I'm here. I'm here that I may bring the glory of God to you. And what a day. Now, let's get into what Paul was really talking about. Verse 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he had got down to praying. You know, that after your troubles, after problems, after you see you can't win by any other source, I think you need to fall on your knees and cry out to God. Let God hear you cry from deep within. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, give you. I'm glad God's in the giving business, aren't you? God's in the giving business. He said that he would give you according to the riches of his glory. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. You didn't catch that. I'm going to say it again. I want you to catch it this time. That he would give you according to the riches of his glory. Huh? Are you with me? Now, he's going to get the riches of his glory. What is his glory? Huh? Well, I was, I was sitting there reading about that the other day, and I said, well, what is it, Lord? I, I'm, I'm skipping, I'm missing something. What is the glory? And he took me over here in the book of John chapter 17, and this is what it said. 
He's talking about the glory. I want to know if I'm going to get it. I want to know what it is, don't you? Oh, yes. Jesus said this in chapter 17, verse, as that has given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to many as hath, has given him. Now, here it comes. Verse 4, I have glorified thee on earth. Jesus is in a prayer. Chapter 17 is to me the Lord's prayer. A lot of people say over in Matthew, but I say 17th chapter of the Gospel of John is the Lord's Prayer, for the whole chapter is the Lord praying. And he prayed, and I finished the work which thou hast given me to do, talking to the Father. But verse 5, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Now, wait a minute. I want you to get this. Jesus is talking to the Father. I want to get close enough I can see the white of your eyes. I want to see when your pupils get big and little. Because he said, he's talking to the Father. Jesus talking to the Father. He said, Oh, Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee. Huh? Before the world was. He's talking about the powers of creation. He said, when they said, let us, he was there. He knows what it meant to bring man into the presence of an almighty God. He knows he saw animals being created. He saw the ground uh, being dividing the waters, the seas. He stood there. He watched creation in motion. Amen. Woo! I've seen some wonderful things, folks. But can you imagine what it's like to stand there and witness the glory of God? Mm. Well, that's what he said. Now, stay with me. He said, I'm talking to you. I want that glory that you and I had before the world was. Now, go with me down to verse 22 of that same chapter. And he said, in the glory which thou hast given me, Father's given the Son, I have given them. Now, wait a minute. Do you know what that says? That is so dangerous and reckless. I've often said that is the most reckless thing that Jesus ever said on the face of this earth. When he turned and said, Father, the glory that I had with you, give it to me that I may give it unto them. When the hand of God's creation begins to move, you said, can it happen? Huh? Can it happen? I can't explain it. I've seen God put back organs in bodies that surgeons had taken out. I don't know how it does it. I don't. No, he can. He said, how many times do you see that? One time. But I'm convinced he can do it again. Huh? He can do it again. The glory which he had with the Father. He said, give it that I can give it unto them. 
You and I are in control of the same glory that God gave the Son. Hmm. I've given unto them even as we are one. You and I, did you know the devil hates that and will fight that with all his might? For he doesn't want you to realize the power that you have. He doesn't want you to realize what God can do with you as you make yourselves a vessel in his hands. In verse 24, and he said, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me even where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. There's not a thing I can tell you what it's like to sit in the presence of a Shekinah glory that God brings down and puts it up on human beings. (laughs) The glory, the glory. Let's go back to the text. That he would grant you according to the Riches of his glory. What an intimation. Paul is praying this to the church, for the church, for the church, for you and I here tonight. To be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. Woo! Now don't misinterpret me and don't go tell anybody I said you were a God. Because I'm not saying that. I'm saying the Spirit of God is in us. The most powerful thing that God has is His glory and His power that He puts in human beings. You know why the devil hates you and hates the church and hates anything pertaining to Christ? It's because it resembles God's perfect will. This is the closest thing right here tonight to the perfect will of God when we assemble here to worship the Lord in songs and words. I'm not a singer. I know I'm not. I've been told that several times, but it's all right. Nobody can stop the song of my heart. (laughs) My mother said, don't you, can't you hear yourself? I said, it sounds beautiful to me. The inner man, you see, they can do a lot of things to the flesh, but they can't touch the inner man. There was a missionary came here to the States back a few years ago. We were in service with him. And he talked about how costly it is to worship Christ Jesus with a whole heart in Iran. He talked about it in in a very calm way about how hard it was. They had to move the church from day to day, from house to house, trying just so they can continue to maintain a time of worship and encouragement to the body. Just talked about it, just like he's talking to you about the weather. And when he got through 
Someone, he said, is there any questions and answers? Anybody? Someone said, well, what about you? You're over there. He said, I know. Yes, I am. And they said, don't they want to come after you? He said, oh, yes, they will. And they said, well, what if they get you? He said, oh, they will. But what is going to happen? He said, there's another pastor ready to step into my shoes the minute I leave and he'll take over. They said, yeah, but what about him? He said, there's another pastor ready to step into his shoes when he's taken. Boy, that, 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 made, a, that made an impact upon me. I got to thinking about that. That means the ultimate dedication and commitment is to give all of you to God. About two or three weeks later, we were in a meeting somewhere, I think, down in Tishomingo. I'm not too sure. And they was given a testimony at a fellowship meeting. And they said, do you remember a few weeks ago there was a missionary here from Iran? I remembered him real well. And I said, oh, yeah. I thought to myself, I, I remember him. And they said, well, we found out this week that he was executed, but said, don't, don't weep over him. He said he didn't want us to weep because he said, there's another man already filling his shoes. Let me tell you something. The glory of God is a wonderful thing, but it's a costly thing. It's costly. Do you know, I can tell you the devil don't want you to have victory. He don't want you to have joy. He don't want you to walk in the peace and the presence of God. It's his business to disturb, distract, and tear down and make you whatever he can to keep you from being an edification to the kingdom of God. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That's a powerful word, faith, isn't it, huh? Faith. Faith is something that you have that nobody can see. You can't see it until you see it manifested. Then you can see it happening. You know what's happening. You know what's real because you see what it's causing you to do. Amen. Being rooted and grounded in love. Some things is hard. If you live for God and give everything you've got, it's going to cost you something. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to prepare you. If you've never had any real test just back up. It's fixing to happen. There is a test that's coming to every believer to serve God, to live for God. Your test will come and God will stand with you in the midst of the turmoil. That song just Julie was singing a few minutes ago. There is a time in the midst of that trouble that the Spirit of God comes in and brings perfect peace. Huh? I don't care what's said or what's done. I don't care what the threats are. You keep your eyes steadfast because Jesus is coming real soon. I don't know if you've been listening to some news, but I've quit listening to it. It's all right. You, you, can, pay, you can go to heaven listening to it. It just don't help me to get to heaven. I'm going to tell you that. It, it disturbs me. And I just, the other day, I got a glimpse because I was watching something else and they made some reference to it. And I said, what is going on? And the Lord just spoke peace. He said, I told you before I come, it was going to be bad. Yeah. 
Huh? Are you ready? It's coming. I'm not surprised if it's not tonight. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But this, this faith thing is working. It's real. It takes you out of the norm, out of the regular, out of the, out of the, the, the humdrum part of life, and it takes you into a new dimension. Amen. Let me tell you, you can look like a man and a woman. You can walk around and go in grocery stores. You can walk up and down the street. But the devil knows who you are. Amen. You're God's ambassador in this city for the glory of God. Amen. By faith, by faith. Oh, I thought as I read that, God takes us through every dimension, the breadth, the length, the depth, the height. If you haven't been there yet, you will. Be ready. It's coming. It's a test time. Your testimony, your cry for God, your witness for the Spirit of the Lord. Last week, my wife and I, she got cabin fever. Do you ever get cabin fever? She said, I've sat in this house for three years. I'm sick and tired of it. I didn't know what she was fixing to say. I thought, oh, no, a divorce is in making. That wasn't it at all. She said, well, we get out of here and do something. And so we did. We loaded up in my pickup and we drove and drove and drove. Just no place particular. And I wound up of all places in Branson, Missouri. Oh, Lord, forgive me. No, it turned to be one of the great blessings. I got up there and the first person I met was a young man by the name of Hayden. I don't know if you probably never met him. I'd never met him before. And God just brought us together. And my reason to go there was for Hayden. And I began to talk to him. He was a young man, ambitious young man. He was wanting to do great things. He had great dreams. I listened to some of his dreams. He was, they were big. I said, Hayden, that's good. I said, but there's something more, my friend. There's something missing in your life. What's that? I said, I detect the Spirit of God. It's not there. He didn't know what it meant at first. We began to talk, and I began to expose some things. And he said, you're right. I've, he began to confess things to me. I, I said, well, I, I won't, that's all right, Hayden. You don't need to tell me about this. I don't need to know about it. But he said, I want something more than what I got. I said, I've got it. I've got it, and I'm going to give it to you. I don't, it's not mine. I can give it to you and give it to you and give it to you. And it gets to be more and more and more for me. He wanted my telephone number and my address. And, and I wanted his and I got his. And there was a bond built there. That young man, he's ambitious. He wanted to do something for his family. But he was fixing to miss the biggest thing. You see, unless you do it with the Lord... You miss all the things you're aiming at. Faith in Christ is the most important thing. Your faith in God, whatever you do, you've got to be able to keep your, your anchor upon Him. I'm going to have to hurry on right now. Verse 19, and to know the love of Christ. Now listen to me because that is a powerful phrase right there. 
and to know the love of Christ with passes knowledge. Passes knowledge. Knowledge is a learned experience. Wisdom is the ability to use the wisdom or the knowledge that you have been able to gain. We're all looking for more knowledge. And he said that Christ may pass this knowledge on to you. And do you know how you increase in that? By faith. When your faith begins, God begins to use you and you begin to expand. You don't realize it, but your world. And I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a secular term. Your aura begins to enlarge. Things begin to happen. Something begins to happen in your little inner circle. It's not long. You can walk in and somebody will say, what, what, what is this? something? Who are you? Yeah. Oh, that's not important who I am. But what is it? There's something about you. I said, oh, yes, there is. Yeah. I represent someone yeah. under the highest authority in heaven. I, re I come as an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak for Him. I live for Him. I die for Him. I am His voice among men. Amen. My prayer a while ago was, God, you've given me voice, but if you'll just speak through me, that's all I want you to do. Speak through me that I may understand. And He said, and to know the love of Christ, which He passes knowledge you got to keep learning. Yes. Huh? Amen. I'm, uh, me and Ronnie, oh, I'm going to tell Ronnie, I'm, I'm a lot older than Ronnie. <laughs> we went to school together, but I'm a lot older, so don't hold that against him. I just turned 86, and I thought, Lord, I've learned everything. I know I've been through the, you know, I've got it all. He said, no, no, he hadn't even scratched the surface yet. And I learned something. It's still learning time. This week I learned something. I found something that I hadn't known before. If I want to grow, I have to give. Huh? I give. As I give out, I find God brings in. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about you, what God's given you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, and it's running over. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad for the run over, aren't you? Yes, I am. Now unto him, verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Yeah. Exceedingly abundantly. I'd like to stop there and tell you, yeah. I told you that there were some places in the book of Ephesians that is not there in the original text. That is not in the original text. That was put in there later by people, the translators, and let me tell you about translators. Translators can mess you up, or they can clean you up, or they can lead you on. They can, they can duplicate this to the best of their ability. This part right here is not in there, but they had to put something in, because when you translate from one message or one language to another language, there's a little term, lost in translation. You miss something that was said in the original that you can't find over there later. 
And this is one of those examples where he said, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. That's not there. What the writer really was saying was, there is something untouchable, unreachable, unstoppable, unchangeable. And it's out there. Exceedingly abundantly. I'm learning something in my old age. Even now, God is doing things that I never, never dreamed it could happen. Let me tell you, God's big is a big God. He specializes. I'm about to land on that. God specializes in things that you and I think are impossible. Huh? Listen to what he said. Now in him that is able to do above. Now I'm going to challenge every one of you right now. This is, this is challenge time. I want you to dream up the biggest thing, most impossible thing, something untouchable that you would like to see done. And if it's to the glory of God, if it can be dreamed, it can be achieved. Do you understand what I'm saying? We live far below our privilege, our right, and our place. We live below it. But listen to what he says. Above all that we ask or think. Some of us have got a vivid imagination. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, if you can dream up there, you can go up there. Are you with me? I know I'm, I'm kind of talking, talking out of my head, right? No. Let me tell you, I'm telling you what I have learned. You believe, dream it, you can go there. That's right. You can walk in heavenly places. Yes. And you wonder, what am I going? What am I doing on this earth? Lord, can I? He yes. said, no, just keep on walking. On. Just keep yes. on walking. Yes. And we're going, we're going to walk on by. <laughs> I love it when God says, let's go. And I said, where? Yeah. And I want to give credit to this girl right here. Come on. We've been married, what, 65 years or 64, yeah. 63, somewhere in the next 60s, 60s, we're not for sure. <laughs> but it's all right. We don't need to keep, keep the record. She's been with me all the way. And I've, God spoke to me, and God has told me some crazy things to do, folks. It sounded crazy at first to me. And I told her, and she said, I'll pack. And she did. And she's followed me. And I don't know what kind of mileage we've got. Do you have any idea? Quite a bit. That's right. She <laughs> hasn't been keeping up with it either. I am a blessed, blessed, blessed person. <laughs> God speaks to me, and I think, oh, Lord, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> He's, yeah, I know it. I know it. <laughs> I'm looking for a crazy person to do it. <laughs> it's wonderful. Did you know it? It's so wonderful. Back a few years ago, I remember some folks wanted us to come and meet with them. I went and met with them, and they said, 
I thought they wanted a church. I got down there. I said, you want a church? And they said, yeah, see that burn patch right out there? That's where we want our church. Hmm. I hadn't planned on pastoring a briar patch. But I said, well, they said, can it be done? I said, yes, it can. God knows how it can be done. Can I tell you that? God can take a briar patch and then turn into a field of evangelism. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> well, I won't go into that. I was talking to Ron there a few minutes ago. And he's reminded me, yeah, Ron, some things hurt. Don't need bringing stuff up once in a while. <laughs> he reminded me of that day. It was, it was a tough day. But I drive by there now and I look over and the church looks like a Greek cathedral. Got the big pillows out in front. I drive by and look at it and think, boy, that was a wonderful day. That was a wonderful time. I was a wonderful time. My wife went there. I remember her saying a lot of Saturday nights, what are we going to do for lunch money for the kids in the morning? I said, I don't know. Maybe it's their fast time. <laughs> but you know, I don't remember them ever missing a meal. I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. She can't explain it. But they always had lunch money. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that's working within us. <laughs> I know where it came from now. <laughs> oh, I'm not telling you, church, it's worth every step of it. Don't lose out. Don't miss the mark. Don't lose that touch with God. <laughs> And he said in this, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to conclude. And he said, according to the power that worketh within us. You know what that power is? That's the glory of God. That's why you can walk into a store and somebody will say, hey, don't I know you? I said, you probably do. Not me, but I represent. The, and that always gets a question, who do you represent? I said, I represent one of the greatest kings you ever heard of. He's a great man. He's a great man. There's a little boy, Hayden, I told him. He said, I think I know you. I said, you probably do. I represent a powerful organization. He said, who is it? His eyes got big. I said, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm special ambassador sent in here for you right now. It's good to be sent on a mission, isn't it, huh? If you're sent on a mission, you can't go wrong. Huh? You can't go wrong. Okay, it's almost 7 o'clock. Oh, my thing stopped. Anyway. Unto him be glory in the church. But Jesus Christ, throughout all ages. Can I ask you to do something with me? Right where you're at. You don't even have to come up here. We're going to stand and we're going to just love the Lord. Amen. Just love Him. I don't want you to ask Him anything. Just love Him. Tell Him you love Him. Tell Him that you praise Him, you bless Him for what He's done to us. Let's do that together.
Lord. <laughs> I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the journey that you've carried us on. Thank you for the walk of faith. Thank you for God, every door you've opened, for every window you've opened, for the outpouring of your spirit, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Lord, I love you today, and I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. Oh, God, you've been so good, so good, so good, so good to me, and I want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've said. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, for this woman right here that you've given me that walked with me, God, through those hard times. Oh, hallelujah. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, today that we can still walk in that holiest of holies and that brightness and the fullness of your power and your glory. Lord, lead on. Lead on. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Unlimited power. Lead on, Lord, lead on. Hallelujah. And let the glory of God fill our path. Walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful walk it is. Wouldn't take anything from my journey now. It's so rich, so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I wonder if anybody has a special need. Maybe you've been going through a little test time, or maybe it's something that you want to intercede for someone else with. Anybody would like prayer, I'd like to pray with you if you want to. If you have need, I want to pray with you. I want God's will done. I want you to be blessed with God's will. Amen? Amen. I want you to leave here tonight and say, I'm walking on cloud. Walking on the cloud. Oh, Lord, I'm on my way to the glory land, and I'm on, going on a cloud today. Jesus, we love you. Well, I tell you, folks, it's wonderful being a child of the King, aren't you? Huh? Wonderful being a child of the King. Well, thank you for being patient with us and putting up with us. Thank you. It's, I've had fun. I just have fun. I'm blessed, huh? I've been having so much fun here lately, I just can't consume it all. And we're going to go home and uh, probably eat crackers and drink sweet milk and get ready for the night. That's the way I get ready. And I can sleep with a peace in my heart because I've given Jesus everything I had. I turned it over to him. And I feel the peace of God. How many feel the peace of God? Oh, I wouldn't take anything for this. Amen. Amen. It's great. Huh? It's great. Well, listen. If it was Sunday, I'd say, y'all go home and eat fried chicken, but it's not going to be any fried chicken. It's gone by now. <laughs> we're down to, to cornbread and buttermilk right now. <laughs> God bless you. Go in the peace of the Lord and let God be glorified. Reese, uh, I like hearing how 